<laughs> okay, so that was too many zeros, right? No, it was too few. Really? Yeah. No? Yeah, you did one zero zero laugh. No, I said one zero 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 one. Nope, you never got to the last zero or the one. I'm Wasir. And I'm Adriana. And you're listening to Undercurrent, a podcast complementing the Undercurrent art space at 70 John Street in Brooklyn. We are still in quarantine, but we're releasing an episode to let you know about an exciting new virtual project coming to Undercurrent this week. That's right. But don't forget that Undercurrent already hosted its first novel coronavirus-related exhibit, CoVideo19 Notes. The project solicited video submissions from artists starting in late April to compile into a video series. 22 artists submitted 24 videos about being creative during quarantine. The videos are of varying lengths, and you can see them all online at undercurrent.nyc and clicking through the Exhibitions and Events tab. We'll also include a link in the show notes. So that covers late spring and early summer. Adriana, can you tell me about 10001, the new project? Of course. 10.001 is a collaborative virtual project that launches on August 5th at 10.001.undercurrent.nyc and continues through September 12th. This project is co-organized by the European Union National Institute of Cultures, New York Cluster. 10.001 focuses on the collaboration of strangers and the narrative of their collective creative process using New York City as the linchpin. Coming from a variety of disciplines, 12 European Union artists who have never met each other will be randomly paired, making up a total of six teams. Through a series of Zoom sessions, each team will spend a six-week period developing a single project that will reimagine New York City post-March 20th, 2020. Adriana, where's the name 10001 or 10001 come from? It's the zip code for both the Empire State Building and New York City's Central Post Office. Nice. I know that the project was initiated by the Lithuanian Culture Institute and the Consulate General of Estonia in New York, and it was co-organized by Undercurrent and Arts Council Malta in New York, the Austrian Cultural Forum New York, the General Delegation of the Government of Flanders to the USA, and the Polish Cultural Institute in New York. But that's who helped support it. Can you tell me more about the project and about the artists? Yeah, of course. New York City has long been a blueprint for pop culture and fiction, a metropolis amongst vertical cities, and a plinth for diversity, culture, and the arts. It has weathered and survived many unforeseen catastrophes, and even now struggles on a variety of fronts after having been the world epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic. As the most densely populated city in the United States, we will need to adapt and evolve as families, neighborhoods, communities, and boroughs. With shelter-in-place orders, social distancing, closed country borders, and global protests for justice and racial equality, communication, exchange, and collaboration are needed more than ever. This project imagines rehabilitating New York City through collaboration. As strangers, how do we work together with what we do not know for a hopeful and better tomorrow? As a gathering space for plural nations, cultures, languages, and beliefs, New York's internationalist energy has flowed into the makeup of the artists in 10001. Their practices range from moving and still visual and performing arts to music composition and film. 
Participating artists include, from Austria, Nicola Ginzel and Luisa Mur. Jonas Tarm and Terdu Wibobu are from Estonia. Flanders has sent Sadi Schwa and Ada van Horbeke. Representing Lithuania are Yeva Mediodia and Kiranova. From Malta, we have Alex Camelleri and Mariela Casar Codina. Finally, Anna Bera and Jasina Gorowska are Poland's representatives. Yes, and on Friday, Undercurrent hosted the random draw of the six different teams of artists. I don't know if it's secret, but it will be unveiled at 10001.undercurrent.nyc on August 5th. Adriana, what are you looking forward to after your brief glimpse of the artists during the draw on Friday? I think having kind of looked through the roster of artists previously and then having the opportunity to kind of meet them a little bit more at the unveiling of the teams on Friday, I'm really excited for the interdisciplinary aspects that they will all bring to their team. And I think that from ranging from performance to music composition, um, these artists are really going to tackle the prompt in a really interesting way and kind of bring their own spin to it. Yeah, like we have a filmmaker with a furniture builder. Exactly. And I think it's something that doesn't happen enough in the arts, per se. Um, This kind of collaboration between disciplines that may seem like they are trying to attain different things. Um, And I think think especially through pairing people um, that perhaps have not ever known or met each other before, um, they're going to be forced to reconcile their practices in really interesting ways. Have you seen this kind of thing before or have you had to do this in school or? I mean, to the extent of like group work um, in my classes, but I think that, I mean, even in that sense or in that instance, you kind of know vaguely about the other person. Um, And I think the fact that the unifying factor here is kind of like this very vibrant and complicated city of New York that these artists are going to definitely create something really interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. So the, the project just to clarify is the six weeks aren't going to necessarily end up with a completed work. It's just a process of moving towards the potential of a, of a future work. And uh, Zoom videos will be going up, I think, weekly or maybe a little bit more often. And Adriana and I will be talking about the movies a little bit over the course of these next six weeks, too, right? Yes, absolutely. And I was going to add that I think it's like a testament to like maybe the future of art or collaboration um, through technological mediums such as Zoom or whatever it may be. I mean, the pandemic has wreaked havoc in so many ways on um, our communities, but I think how we choose to respond to it um, and the ties that we can strengthen through the aid of uh, technology is gonna be really interesting. So speaking of the pandemic, like how, how have you been dealing with it in terms of your own artistic practice? Like, have you been doing any work or just playing video games all day or? I think that, um, that almost scared me until I realized I do have an actual dog as well. <laughs> like, sir? No, but like, how how is your practice? Because you're, you're 
at your parents' home, so you're away from whatever studio opportunities you had in New York. So, like, talk about that a little bit. Right. I mean, I think... I mean, I'm in I'm in my undergrad years right now, and I think that the sudden closure of colleges and the uncertainty that lies ahead for all schools across the country, whether you're in the arts or whatever, has me and a lot of my peers feeling quite untethered. But I think it's a definitely interesting um, pause in everybody's life, and I think that this needed to happen. I, I really do believe that for everyone to kind of um, either reiterate to themselves what is important to them. Is that the right word? Reiterate? Sure. Um, or just ground themselves in community-based practice, which is so needed right now. I think, I think, uh, yeah, th- that's, that's kind of one of the silver linings that I found during the pandemic, um, in addition to my practice is kind of like being able to form um, ties with community and kind of do community work in addition to my work. Mm -hmm. So nothing, you don't really feel consciously anything pandemic related in your work so far. You're, you're consciously, you're just doing what you were doing previously and the, the quarantine, et cetera, being away from New York has, not informed your work as much as it's informed the things around your work in your regular life. Right. And I think that especially um, whilst this pandemic kind of is, you know, for lack of a better word, burning through the country, there are all these un- um, unforeseen and kind of uh, less talked about aspects that are going on that this virus has not caused but just revealed and I think that I mean housing um housing uh, inequality access to housing access to housing the uncertainty around that in addition to um all the racial inequality that has been rampant but is just now being kind of brought to the surface in a way that's Mm -hmm. maybe immediate more immediate um more acute and more acute definitely yeah i think that definitely interest in um class representation or uh, the history of class the history of housing in new york has definitely this pandemic has given me a lot of time to kind of do some deep um investigations into that and kind of perhaps kind of see history unveiling in front of my own eyes, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. You are still in school. What is the fall semester going to look like for you? Do you know? Do you care? Fall semester as of now, and for many students, um, is online. We had like a huge scare with our international students when Trump basically said, or gave an ultimatum of, you know, um, go back to in person or I'm basically deporting all the international students and right that was really tough because I think I can not only speak for my school but a lot of schools in New York especially are very diverse and who um in the student body especially no that's not true I'm not gonna say that 
They're not diverse. The less correct way of putting it, but the truer way of putting it, is that a lot of schools rely on international students to pay the bills because international students tend to, to pay retail, as right. it were. Right. Um, they don't have access to the same kind of financial aid that American students do. So, yeah. Um, how is like, so Columbia looking? Are we allowed to discuss that? It's it's not going to be online only. It was, uh, quote unquote, never going to be online only. But the actual um, figuring it out is not quite quite clear. And there aren't... Um, it's decentralized yet also centralized and, and campus is slowly reopening and some of my colleagues are already going back to work um, 40 hours a week. Um, and it's, you know, this is a different story also, but but also ties in with this way that students have become sort of sources of money in the sense that I feel sometimes, and hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying this, that the way that we as staff and administrators at the university are reacting to the pandemic is in a way to give students the feeling that they're getting their quote unquote their money's worth and that there are aspects of uh, placating students that are putting staff at risk which is mm. something that's really iffy to me um, yeah but I'm not sure I'm not sure what the solution to that like well I mean I do know what the solution to that is but that's a whole other discussion but uh but you know, so if it's all online for you, are you staying, are you coming back to New York? Or are you staying away or what's your plan? Um, I would like to come back to New York um, just because the work I'm doing right now in relation to my, my art is very tied into um, the urban planning of New York. And I would like to do kind of on-site research. And as much as California is uh, warmer climbs. It's uh, just not what I'm going to be doing. Well, you'll have an opportunity to uh, wear more flannels and uh, and blend in with our with our autumnal climates. Absolutely, I can't wait to get my um, long black wool coat out again. I'm a sucker well, for those winter fashions. <laughs> well, we're we're eagerly waiting for your triumphant return to. Uh, the Empire State, and uh, and yeah, and hopefully it happens sooner rather than later, and and maybe we can even figure out a way to uh, record one of the one zero 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 one episodes, like something resembling in person. That would be pretty exciting, I think. Yeah, and you guys, this project is gonna be super epic. I'm so excited to not only see the final results, whether whatever form that is in, but also talk to. Um, all of the artists involved, especially with how they view New York and kind of their personal histories around it. I think it's going to be really interesting. Brilliant. Uh, so, um, again, the project is available at 10001.undercurrent.nyc. And thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can find out more about Undercurrent at undercurrent.nyc which includes links to undercurrent social media pro profiles and to this podcast's archive. We're also on Instagram as undercurrent.nyc. Leave us a review, like, and subscribe to the podcast. On behalf of Undercurrent and 1984 Products, I'm Adriana. And I'm Wasir. Until next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.